Thanks, I'm Dave. Very nice to meet. Dave, what it do? You can call me dog. Let me just check your sheet. No problem, sir. Let me just say, I'm a big fan of the shit that y'all made. I can't lie, I've been thinking about this all day. All good. There's a reason that we call Dave. Let me start with your background. Where you come from? Sure, I was undergrad down there in Richmond. Before that, are you talking about my hometown? Yeah. I was born out of Philly, grew up in a little silly old town called Cheltenham. It's in the suburbs. Of- hey guys, welcome to the After Brunch Podcast. This is the podcast that we do after our harder brunch. So. Please, if you haven't listened to this week's episode with guest Alex Price, go back and listen to it because this is a companion uh, episode. This is just bonus content where there may be carryover jokes that you're not going to get. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome to After Brunch. With me, as always, my co host, Chris King. Hello. Our guest today, Alex Price, stuck around. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we have a very special guest on the line, uh, Jess Hooker. Jess, how you doing? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing great. Now Good. you won the uh, the pancake challenge last week. You had, I did. You had an amazing submission. It was these uh, Japanese pancakes. Do you, do you, can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So um, I'm one of those people that see like uh, just a a different take on something that we eat all the time, and I'm like, oh, I got to do that. I got to try that. So I sit on it for a couple weeks, and then. I look at all the recipes, I feel defeated, and I say, forget it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so then, when I saw you guys say, hey, pancake challenge, I was like, all right, I'm trying it. And I did enough research that I dug down into it, and uh, when these are real traditional Japanese pancakes, they actually put in the mayonnaise, because mayonnaise oh. is, yeah, so it's just the egg whites. That's why they use the mayonnaise to make it light and fluffy. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to skip that part. So I actually just whipped the eggs and it's pretty much a traditional pancake mix, Mm -hmm. but the whipped eggs is what makes it fluffy and light. And you fry them just like you would pancakes. Only you put a lid on top and you kind of let that uh, convection action work heat all around so that it cooks all the way through because they're about two inches thick yeah, yeah. They, they are thick boys with two c's hey, hey, hey. do they <laughs> do they do they expand in the in the pan when you're cooking them then or are they about that thick when you start no so i use a um a spring uh what do they call it like a spring a, form a spring pan, form pan? Mm-hmm. yeah oh, I do and I, I started there um and sprayed it and put it in there and i had a couple of fails when i tried to flip it and should i take it out first and flip it so i realized that you should cook both sides first before you take it out of the out of the pan um and then and and it cooks more even that way and it stays it stays high my kids had them and they were like oh this is like fried cake and i was like what do you think pancakes (laughs) are that's exactly right yeah that's exactly what it is that's exactly right did they say it that disappointingly (laughs) It's like fried cake. No, I was just so proud of myself yeah, that my yeah. 15-year-old son was like, "What the? why the hell are you so happy? Like, guys, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> F these up, they are, man. And so, and so he was like, well, it's just fried cake. And I was like, yeah, but you, you, you don't know the process, dude. Like, I really, <laughs> like, I really, really, like, got into this. So, yeah. But I, no, they weren't disappointed, but they really, they could have had, paper thin pancakes and it would have been the same thing so Kids are the worst i've seen i've yeah. seen those before actually cooked in a rice cooker because i've i've seen those I, I think i saw it on instagram was the first time i saw them and they're super fluffy yeah 
And I've seen people that have done that in a rice cooker, which I have no idea how that works. But those oh wow, are I haven't seen that. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then so the, it's essentially you just put. I don't know if that's what makes them fluffier or makes them thicker. But then you you put them. It's essentially the batter in a rice cooker, and then you keep them in there, and that kind of fluffs them up too. I don't. I just don't understand how you got them that thick. Just <coughs> putting them in that pan. I don't really. That's I don't know what, what she that, said. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it was just um, the the. When you fold in the egg whites, it does make it a lot fluffier and a lot okay. easier to, um, like, handle than you would, like, pancake batter that just goes everywhere. Yeah. So, and then the springform pans sprayed and uh, uh, with cooking oil so that they pop out easier. Yeah, it was, like I said, that was, like, those two that I posted were, like, tries five and six. So, oh my god, they were, they're so yeah. awesome. We're looking at them now. There's no right? shame in your game. I, no. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now Jess, you, you work for a radio show, correct? I do, yeah. I work for a nationally syndicated radio show, yeah. And you're, uh, and I'm sorry, I apologize, I do not get up that early in the morning. <laughs> but you're, That's okay, I wouldn't if I had to. <laughs> I would but, definitely not do it. But you're like an on-air personality, correct? I am, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. On, 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 yeah. Bo- on Bob and Tom? Thank you so much on for answering our phone call. Stuff. That's amazing. Oh, stop. You're welcome. No, I was, um, I interned at their sister station, X103, back in 2002, and nice. kind of worked my way up. Yeah. I went to the there, first so. X-Fest. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. You don't have to awesome yeah. that. He doesn't, he, keeps, he tells me about that all the time. No one cares, Doug. He's always bringing up that X-Fest. So, <laughs> pardon his flex. So, you know, you know, you know our friends, uh, uh, Jeff Oske and Brent Turkune, you know all those cats? I do. I know all of those guys. Yeah, for sure. My friend Grace. Uh, Oske and I. Yes, yeah, Grace. Oh, okay. Uh, there's two. Is it, is it Grace? Uh, Grace Inger, that's the one you're talking about? Uh, yeah, the booker. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a couple of Graces, so I was just making sure. Um, yeah, Oski and I share an office, so uh, yes. I'm really bummed out and missing him right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, have yeah. you have you been working from home during all of this? Is that how yeah, that- so I have um, all of my podcast equipment here. So I was able to set up and have really good sound quality and not have any of the engineers from our staff come to my house. So it worked out. It worked out. Um, so yeah, I've stayed quarantined and and done that whole thing. And I call in, actually I'll call in tomorrow morning, um, at seven o'clock and, uh, yeah, just hang out with, with the gang. That's cool. Did you guys look at the video of the monkey riding the motorcycle that stole, tried to steal the child? Yeah, really. On the uh, I, I have, I have watched it, and <laughs> I, I think it, it has, it has brought such intense trauma that I have not talked to anybody about it. I really appreciate you acknowledging that you watched it because. I'm not joking about this. He has not shut up about that video since I've walked in this house. He said, hey, man, how's it going? I rode my bike in and had to change off my like bike shoes. Before I could even take my shoes off, he's like, hey, man, did you see that motorcycle video, that monkey kidnapping that kid? Like, what is the context of this conversation? Like, I just got in the door. I, I haven't watched any monkey videos yet. I'm so glad that you've seen this video for him. He oh, made yeah, us watch absolutely. it immediately. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then if you Google it, like, this is a scene. Like, these monkeys are out for kids. That's crazy. That's- yeah, it's not. He's not the only monkey. This is not an isolated incident. Like they are coming for these kids next. Well, I'm glad that the war of children and monkeys is finally getting the news right? exposure that it deserves. Yeah. Yes, yeah. finally, the spotlight is finally on the monkey child war that we haven't been talking oh my about. Gosh. 
Well, like, and the clip that we watched too was like they they kind of buried the lead on the fact that he rolled up on a motorcycle. Yeah, right. They didn't talk about the motorcycle at all. That was, like that's just like monkey on the motorcycle steals a kid. Like it's like you know, obviously monkeys are on motorcycles here. Somebody's training them. The first, they're, they're the all the first time I saw the video, I was like, wait, someone trained monkeys to kidnap kids, <laughs> and they just like they just have deployable motorcycles. Yeah. I think that they were trained to kidnap the kids. I think they learned the motorcycle thing on themselves. Like that's just a way for them to move around quickly. Yeah, we need I, to stop making monkey motorbikes. I believe. Let's yeah, that would actually probably stop it. That's a good idea. Why do they keep making the motorcycles for the monkeys? <laughs> Where was the demand for that, by the way? <laughs> How is that the number one industry in the pandemic? Monkey <laughs> motorcycles. Those haven't stopped. Somehow the monkey motorcycles they keep churning out. We can't. All the beef industry in the U.S. is shut down. But we need still to get that industry over to America's shores. <laughs> churning out <laughs> monkey that motorcycles. From Burma or wherever the fuck that's going. We make American monkey motorcycles over here. <laughs> yeah. Are these the same people that are uh, stapling squirrels to jet skis and stuff? Like, is that is this the same oh. group of people? Yeah. I'm really concerned. I, I'm, I'm pretty a- sure that's on OnlyFans. Uh. <laughs> I think that's a good point, though. Maybe that's where the squirrel on the skis was going. And, like, once I get this squirrel things figured out, the next step is monkeys yeah. on motorcycles and then the world. Yeah. I think you are on to something. I think we saw that progression. Jess, you, men- you mentioned uh, a podcast. you have a separate podcast uh, from your radio gig? Yeah, so I um I've had a I've had a handful of podcasts. I've tried my hand with uh with some different people and some different topics, but um yeah, actually Chick McGee and I have a podcast that we do called Off the Air. So and we've been doing that on and off since two thousand and twelve. Oh, nice. oh wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I spent so, a lovely evening with Chick McGee in the White Rabbit Green Room with Andy Kindler. Uh, that was oh, right. Yeah. This guy. Guess what he's done? A lot of famous people. That's what. All right, we all. Get it. I've done so many famous people. Jesus, we all get it. You're all. You're very popular, Alex. Thank you. Oh, Andy Kindler is hands down one of my favorite people on the planet. He His new just, album just came out. Did you get it? I know. Uh, is it? No, I don't have it yet. Is hence the comedy? Is hence that what com- it is? Or hence the humor. Hence the humor. Hence yeah. the humor. Yeah. 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 He's um he's been calling in the show on the regular for the last couple of weeks and yeah. uh yeah, he's great. Jess, do you do you listen to the how did you come across this this challenge, this pancake challenge? Uh I wanna say so oh that's a good question. <laughs> We're always amazed that people find us. Like <laughs> I listen to your show. Why? Uh, <laughs> I'm a diehard fan. <laughs> I'm trying to think. BJ Robbins? You guys know BJ? Yeah, With absolutely. Your stuff? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, then I think that that because I was I was like, okay, hold on a second, because my my Twitter family and the things I pay attention on there is kind of limited, and mm. I remember him sharing it there, and that's how I found you guys. Okay, that's cool. awesome. That's Shout yeah. Social media working is what that is. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, uh, yeah, we're a podcast. It was, like it's a comedy podcast that. Kind of has to do with uh, the service industry or service industry yeah. podcast. It's kind of funny sometimes, but uh, we'd love to have you on a, a future episode when uh, some oh of these God, yes. restrictions have been lifted, and you can come over and eat a brunch with us and and record. Oh, that would be awesome! Record a yeah, full I would episode. Love that. Oh man, that's amazing! Now, you guys had like two kick-ass female chefs on last week, and that's not how I get down. Like my food is like I'm zero profession. 
and you you hurt my audience, my kids, and they suck. So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> listen, you <laughs> step you step into the realm of making giant breakfast cakes. Yeah, I can. and they come at you with. Why? Right. Then you question what's going on in their heads. Let me tell you this. You make giant fried cakes over here. We're not saying, like, why would you do this? We just we won't even be able to say thank you. We just have eaten them already. Because I know that's what just happened to Dyke. We didn't even say, hey, what is this? We just started eating it. It's more just what was that? See, you're polite. I'm going to be a bad mother. My kids aren't polite. Well, Jess, you're on a national platform, so I don't know how much this is going to help you out. But it's... (laughs) Is there, any, is there anything you would like to plug on uh, the end of this? Um, I mean, I uh, you can hear me on Bob and Tom on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I sit in for Christy Lee when she's chilling in Florida. And uh, as soon as this, yeah, as soon as we go back to our regular programs living, uh, we'll have the podcast off the air out every Tuesday. So awesome, awesome, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well thanks hey, for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Much. And, again, we'll reach out to you when things get back to normal. We'll have you on, and we'll uh, we'll smash some flapjacks, you know? Yeah. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Smash some flapjacks? Goddamn <laughs> that, That's what you want to do? Wait, we're not done. <laughs> no, no, no. We're still talking. We're still recording. I, wanna, I just didn't know that you wanted I mean, she was very nice of her to come on, and she was just a great guest. Like, I just always like know, to make sure I don't stick the landing. Nationally That's kind of my thing. You, <laughs> you were Get to it. the very end, and I'm like, thank you so much. Let's smash some flapjacks. I made the mistake of saying that Alex has done a lot of famous people instead of just saying, like, met a lot of people. No. Like, well, well, that was the no, biggest. No, you, you called it, buddy. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Kidler and Chick McGee, some things went down in that green room. <laughs> but wow. I thought, I thought that was the biggest, like, mess up. But then you like, all right, thanks for smashing some blackjacks. Like, why? Why would you? She was great. I, I do want to say I feel like maybe some people out there are going to think that she won just because she's on a radio no. show. Oh, my God. She it, actually had the best submission. Hands down. If you follow the Instagram at all, you will know that she won because those – were the winners. Yeah. I Them mean, flapjacks were fat jacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What up? <laughs> Stone cold, brother. Welcome to LL Flapjack is our guest today. Uh, but I mean, even, <laughs> even uh, I don't, there's no reason a comedian should have laughed at that. Honestly. Ladies that was, love flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we, that's, you know, we have uh, Bridget on and, and Bridget made some really good pancakes and we didn't let her win. Although you really, you drag her through the mud whenever you can. I hey, I <laughs> spent a lot of time making her a terrible birthday cake this week. Yeah, and uh, as soon Care as she comes, in as soon as she comes into town, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm gonna ice that bad boy up. Yeah, I'm gonna write the wrong name on that cake, and I'm gonna give it right to her. Are you gonna call? You gonna write Beth on it? Happy God birthday, damn right, Beth. I am. Nice, nice. <laughs> you gonna put? You can put a date on there too. He's like happy 45th, Beth. Is what you should. <laughs> happy, happy retirement, Beth. <laughs> Well, that's going to be probably a little blow-blow because she doesn't really have a job right now. She does. Yeah. And that's what she's been doing. Sort of. She's out of town. What, is she, what was she doing out of town? What was she actually doing? Just like I think training? She, she might be like an escort, I think. That's, like, God damn it. I, I set you up for that, and I'm sorry. Hell Bridget. yeah. I know you listen. Bridget is the only, listens to every episode more than we do, <laughs> and we do nothing but drag her through the mud. I'm very sorry, Bridget. I don't. I don't even know this I, person. Yeah, no, of course not. Alex, Alex Price has been saying terrible things about Bridget. No. Uh, off the air. No, off really. the air. No, he hasn't. Although, he, uh, Dyke does do a very good job of like bringing other people, the guests into it, too. Like, you know who sucks? Bridget. What do you think about Bridget? She sucks, right? And like last time we had Jake, and Jake's like, yeah, she's the worst. And then immediately, like, Bridget called, like, hey, Bridget, Jake says some horrible things about you. Bridget, just so you know, an ethnically vague man (laughs) in a black Hawaiian shirt (laughs) said some terrible things about you while I was eating food that he made for me. Yeah. 
And then after that, he said something about, I don't know, the Holocaust. And, <laughs> a lot of these things then, are true. Yeah. And then, you know, he brought out some some quiche. No, he didn't make quiche. <laughs> Next time, make quiche. Yeah, uh, make quiche, ethnically vague guy. It's getting weird. <laughs> so, Alex, I, like- I did have another thing I wanted to ask you about. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge sports fan, but I know that you are Anybody re- you keep saying that. This is the third time you've said it on this podcast. Everybody that's looking at you knows that you're not a sports fan. Um, but <laughs> I know you're really into the WWE. Yeah. And you you kind of started like an online beef with like uh, oh. one of one of the wrestlers. Yes. That wow. kind of that kind of Okay, so here's what happened. I uh Started tweeting at a wrestler by the name of Baron Corbin. Awesome. Who That's used great. to be a, uh, he was like a, a practice squad player for the Colts for a while. Okay. He played in the NFL for a little bit and then he became, and he, uh, he sadly suffers from a terrible uh, hair, terrible hair. Like he's balding pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, so Black also uh, he's just a heel. Like he's never been a good guy. He's always yeah. been bad. Uh, so like nobody likes him, period. And so a while ago, I just started tweeting at him. I said, uh, the only fight I like watching Baron Corbin uh, lose is his uh, ever losing battle against uh, male pattern baldness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tweeted that at him. Yeah. And he, lo and behold, he responded. That's awesome. Uh, that uh, He's like, oh, I see you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> How do you put that emphasis on words in Twitter? Is there like a button? Or yeah, that- it's All a counts. lot of emojis. <laughs> It's a lot of those eggplant emojis <laughs> oh, uh, with the pumping iron <laughs> emoji. Misreading the um, So, and then we went back and forth from there, and then he blocked me from Twitter. Oh, he was really mad. Oh, it yeah. Sounds like, like yeah, that's because I went like, after him. Like I went out. Like I just that's kind I, of a what a douchebag. I, I said he was flabby. Only... I said he was not good in the ring. I said he was terrible on the mic and all this other stuff. Yeah. And so he blocked me. That's a and so then a year later went that went by and I saw that it was coming up again in like my Facebook memories because I like I you know screenshotted all the the interactions and then I was blocked and that got a lot of traction when I did yeah. it and then yeah. I was like oh I wonder if he's on Instagram and so on the anniversary of me being blocked I saw that he was on Instagram so I just took him on I threw him on Instagram and I tagged him again yeah and he responded. He it's goes, great. "Are you still riding high off of this? <laughs> wow. This is your biggest achievement." And I go, "He's really yeah. mad though. Why would he and get so really mad?" I said, "Well, cuz I said he looked like a school shooter who couldn't afford a gun." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't he if, if that's his character, you would think he'd play up the character on on Twitter. That's I, the deal. Yeah, I just He's missing a b- big opportunity there. I just kept going back and forth with him and then somehow through this thing it got reversed, and now Baron Corbin and I are friends. That's because awesome. I that's made, how it should go. I made fun of it. I made fun of a professional wrestler so much, yeah, that we are now friends. That's awesome. He sends me to events for free. What? Like I sit in like the second row usually. Yeah. Like I've been to seven WWE events for free. He sounds like a great guy. And uh, like we we like we don't really hang out because he, but like he and I talk all the time on Instagram and shit. Have you met him in person? I, I no, but I I've seen him because he's always like it's literally you get to one of those events and then you do all the shit yeah. and then you just fly back home because right. those guys are on the road so much yeah or they have to go to another city you're so not flying like, home is he flying you to these events no oh, okay. no like okay, they're like I've nice gone friend. to like Indianapolis and then I've gone to 
uh, Louisville and then Cincinnati a couple times That's and awesome. then Evansville and just stuff. But yes. like if I'm ever in the area while I'm on doing stand up, uh, you know, I could just I just message him. This That's is awesome. This is kind of topical for the week and it kind of takes over both <coughs> both of those areas that you exist in. Tom uh, Segura. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I love Tom Segura. I feel like uh, his last special sucked. I did not like it. I felt he phoned it in. Uh, but, you know, if he's going to – that's what Tom does. Tom Segura makes these hard stances on things, and he doesn't budge from them. I've also heard that he's secretly a wrestling fan. Yeah. Like, uh, you don't you don't think that's a, a work in itself? Yeah, I think it's a work, and I think, you know, maybe he's doing that to, like, drum up some stuff. Uh, but I have seen, like, Baron Corbin tweeted at him, like, uh, you're a pile of shit. <laughs> uh, Dolph Ziggler, who is a comedian yeah. also, as well as uh, – uh, wrestler has been like, hey man, I'll, I'd love to talk to you on your podcast about this. Yeah, uh, because he, he, you know, he went after wrestling fans pretty hard. He called us all retarded, and he's a wrestler. No, Tom Segura. I don't know who Tom Segura. I didn't he, know the context he, of what you he's, guys a are about. he's a comedian. Comedian. He's just... a big comedian. Has a big podcast. He just... has like he's one of the first n- original like Netflix comedians because like oh, okay. his specials were one of the first ones that got he got big because of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Segura released his special to Netflix right when Netflix was, like, taking off. And so the only stand-up clips you could see on Netflix were, like, Bill Burr and then Louis C.K. And then when you watch those, once they were over, they would literally go, hey, you like this. You might also like Tom Tom Segura. Segura, He's the guy that does the comedy without a shirt on. No, that's his best friend, (laughs) Burt Kreischer. They look exactly the same. Exactly. So those two dudes have released specials and, like, they basically have just started banking on each other, which is fine. But, like, I feel like they've just kind of pumped the brakes on writing any sort of groundbreaking. Because, like, the other three Segura specials are real good. Mm-hmm. And this last one, I just it just wasn't good, I thought. You think this was tainted by his anti-wrestling sentiments? No, I just <laughs> think he got lazy. This was recent. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That anti-wrestling thing was it, pretty recent. It was recent. a joke. I was I, I, I know, think, but I'm saying, but yeah. it was, I, I can't believe how this was a recent thing. I'm literally, I'm, I'm really, I'm learning about this in real time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys were talking about Tom Segura. I didn't know what you were talking about. But Tom Segura specifically said that wrestling fans are. I, I, the thing is, like, I, I've, I've always been on the, the, the perif. Like, I've always had friends that were, like, really into wrestling. I was, like, attitude era into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, every five years my friend will invite me over for wrestlemania and i go just give me like the cheat sheet on what's going on yeah and within five to ten minutes i'm all caught up right and then i'll forget that and then five years later i'll get a new update but it it, to me it's just always looks like when anyone gets upset about anything going on in wrestling i'm just like it's all it's all a gimmick like it's always a gimmick that's the thing it's like i'm a diehard wrestling fan i like slip in and out of like paying attention to everything uh and like whatever but like I love wrestling, and I know for a fact it's all a work. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it blows my, as a diehard wrestling fan yeah. and a diehard sports fan, yeah. it blows my fucking mind that ESPN has felt the need to cover the WWE. That's well, there's that's, nothing going on. So No, they were doing this before. before? Okay. They would talk about WrestleMania on SportsCenter. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah. It's not a sport. I love Love both of these things. They are not the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel Stern didn't predetermine. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he didn't predetermine the NBA. Yeah, he did. Uh, but, like, you know, it's just so ridiculous that ESPN 
is covering a fucking buried alive match. I have where, no idea what anybody is talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, would no you idea. would you do like if the WWE like ask you to do a spot and come in and take a few bumps? Yeah, I would do yeah, it. I'm do actively trying to get a writing job at the WWE. Okay. Like, I oh have God. talked to Baron, and I've got other friends that have written for the WWE. When oh, you nice. when yeah. you come in for the interview for the WWE, do you think that they're going to think you're trying it for wrestling because you're a monster of a man? You think? No, but I'm sure Vince McMahon would look at me and go, "We could use this kid." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you take bumps? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're going to come in there and writing stuff, and like some dude in a leotard is not going to show up. Like, listen, Alex, we need you to get. Out we there need you him. to throw on the smock and carry down the Undertaker's casket. That's the dream, though, right? Like you're going to be well, writing yes, like it's stuff. The dream, and they're like, "Listen, you're 12 feet tall. Can you come out there and punch a guy in the face?" Man, yes. I want to climb the like. Here's the thing: yeah. it's like, I've thought to myself because Baron Corbin, like, so like when he comes out, I'm close enough to where he can see me. He's yeah. like, we've made eye contact and shit. Yeah, we've said things like, just like, hey, like, like, and so he looked at me the first time he met me. Yeah, or saw me, he looked at me, and I told him that I'd be the tallest person he'd see. That's the best part. And for so you, though, I right? told him that he looked at me. He's six. Seven. Yeah. He looked at me and I literally saw him mouth, holy shit. <laughs> and so when a pro wrestler says that, yeah. who's like larger than life, yeah. it is funny. And I remember one time I was there and you know who the big show is? Like yeah, the big, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that guy's a, it's the big show. Right. I know anything, so, anything up to like early 2000s, I know. I was so that. close that I thought it'd be hilarious if I just kept screaming, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so like he kept coming down the ring and I just be like, dad. <laughs> Dad! Hey, Dad! And then everyone who's sitting around me is like looking at me going, this is feasible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah, nine, yeah Like, yeah. this is feasible. Yeah. And so then I kept yelling, and Big Show turned and looked at me and just started laughing and pointing. That's like, awesome. Oh, I love fucking with wrestlers because, yeah. like, I'm so deep into it. Like, I yeah. can call them their old names. I think that it's not because you're deep into it. It's because you're the size of a wrestler and you could take them. I think if it were oh. me yelling that, and they wouldn't pay attention to it at all because I'm just another hero yelling. But if they did that and they saw it, it wouldn't be like anything. Like... Somebody take that kid out of here. Yeah. He's an idiot. That, whereas you're like, well, that guy could probably kick my ass. I'm not going to. Exactly. I can ass. say whatever I want. Say whatever you want. I've said something to the fan. Like the other day or the last time I went to wrestling, there were like these three like just fucking old sappy metalheads that were like standing all the way up front, kind of blocking everybody's view. And uh, everyone's like just kind of murmuring like, yeah. I wish these guys would sit down. And I was like, hey, yo, Megadeth, take a fucking seat. <laughs> And they turned around, and then everyone just started clapping. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, this is it. This is all. I'm so powerful. I think, I know we played the beginning of Freaky Friday, and I don't know if it was this up. I think it was. No, no, no. The last last half of we played Freaky Friday. But if I'm going to Freaky Friday somebody, I think I'd like to Freaky Friday Alex. Yeah. Because you can just walk around and just bop people on the head. That's what I do. Yeah, but I don't do that. I know you don't. I would. I mean, I would. I'm a bouncer, and I don't. Like, I've only only punched a couple of people. Like, I... (laughs) I beat the shit out of three dudes in the parking lot. Because three dudes were, at the same time. They were trying to date rape this girl. Uh, I mean, like that's at like four commendable. In the I mean, like, I didn't want to bring in a like, sad thing into this it. This girl was like super passed out, and these three dudes were just kind of like cir- circling her. Yeah. And I told them to get out of the parking lot because I was right. sweeping the parking lot. Yeah. And I can't really leave until everybody's gone. Yeah. And so I kept telling them to leave, and they'd be like, five more minutes, bro. Five more minutes. And so, like, I'm just like, you guys got to fucking. So I literally. Went over there. I was like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. And yeah, they yeah. kept telling me I was racist. 
Uh, and I was just like, how does this have anything to do with that at all? Yeah. And they're like, you're just being racist, bro. And I'm like, I'm not Where's being the girl racist. at the time? They knew the that one day you passed out in a car. They knew one day you'd retell this story and you'd do that accent. That's yeah. how they <laughs> Yeah, that was, I don't, that, that was sort of a little racist. Well, <laughs> just, well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's how they say if, if I don't do that for the context, yeah. I'm just like, they're going to say it's, I'm racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, if they're just like, no, three white ra- dudes yeah. told me I was racist for trying to kick them out of a parking lot. That's confusing. Yeah, you definitely but want like to do the just, voice of a minority. They were there for sure like racist. a wedding or some shit because they kept telling me, like, we're just here for a wedding. Their accent like, changed. What the fuck are you talking? Like, they get got, out of the parking they lot. They got so drunk they got English. And so one dude fucking shoved me. Oh, oh and my then God. I. Yeah. I beat the shit yeah. out of them. When you beat the shit out of somebody, though, I would imagine that you just Here's grab them by the legs and throw them. Yeah. All the servers came out of Kilroy, or uh, my job. All the servers came out of my job. <laughs> Listen, we can't bleep anything out. We do not know how to edit, just so you know. It doesn't matter. I don't even know my job's coming back. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> but are you, uh, not to say where, but are you downtown? Are you downtown? Broad Ripple. Okay. And so all the servers came out, and they're just like, Alex, you need to stop. So people kept, like, the bouncers from Brickhouse came running down yeah. to stop me from beating the shit out of wow. them. Because I was just like... Because it's just like, literally, it's just shove or punch and then move on to the next one. For some odd reason, if in a gang fight, like, nobody just bum rushes all at the same yeah. time. It's like someone's like, it's my turn. Oh, and then it's no. my turn. Well, that's and then it's my turn. I think you're the only person that can confirm that the movie fights, that's how fights actually go. I did not well, know that. Was, I've never taken it's on terrible because he's obviously the final boss. You all need to strike <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And probably use the magical weapon you've been saving the whole yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if they had done... Man, nice with the magical weapon. But I, I mean, like... like, like pick up. It was the, it, that's the one thing. Like, I've had a guy... Like, I had a drunk kid try to Superman punch me. But he What's was, a Superman punch? It's where you jump up in the air and like punch down. You're too uh, tall though. There's no way. He well, could punch. he was like he tried, and he <laughs> like his depth perception was way off. So <laughs> he like grazed me. Yeah. And so like when he jumped up, I literally just caught him in the air, and then I ran him over to the cop car. Uh, and you I held, threw, like held him like a baby. And yeah, him. like I carried him on my shoulder and I dumped him out onto the ground in front That's of the amazing. cop car, and I go. Deal with it, and then his yeah. phone and his wallet dropped to the ground, uh-huh. and I threw those in the dumpster. And the cops didn't do anything to you because no, you're, they, they didn't you, do shit to they me. They arrested that kid, yeah. and he was some caramel kid. He was some yeah. caramel kid that had, like had just turned twenty one and just decided to get mouthy with. Because the cops see you, and they're and like trying to punch me, and so then uh, they they arrested him, and it was a Friday night. He had to sit there till Monday morning. Wow, he was a soft. A soft little caramel boy. <laughs> a soft time caramel boy. I watched him cry yeah. and say his life was over while I was eating Cheez-Its outside. <laughs> oh, I, I almost came at that exact moment. I could mm. listen to Alex talk about being the Incredible Hulk the entire time. Well, that's a perfect end to a week <laughs> where black guys are getting shot. Oh, uh, wow. To listen to uh, a caramel guy lose his wallet. <laughs> My life is over. You don't understand. My dad owns a dealership. Things are tough all over, aren't they, guys? I'll pay you in Fabergé eggs. Please. Please. What was the name of the shitty uh, Hilton kid that like causes problems on airplanes? That's what I always think of. Like, uh, You got to know any information on this at all. If you're going to bring this up at the last five seconds of the episode. Nothing, Alex Price. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> oh today. man, thank you so much for Alex the food. Price, the, thank you so the much. The merriment. Um, do you, you have know. anything you like to? This is a separate podcast. So do you yeah. have oh, you're going to make a plug again. It's a different date. It's I mean, you guys thing. can like follow me. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Alex Price. Indeed, you can follow my joke account. 
uh, at Haunted Shopper where I talk about ghosts and, you know, garage sale shit. Yeah. Uh, a perfect combination, if you will. Uh, you can all follow uh, the Sunday show on Facebook. Uh, we're hopefully going to be taking that uh, to Twitch, hopefully, maybe, or, you know, something like that. We might be joining a podcast uh, or a, a streaming network uh, soon. So keep your eyes on that. And, you know, fucking let's party, I guess. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. You're not going to sing a song again? Maybe what? Sing us out. Not going to sing and do another song? I know you got some Macy Gray in you. Some what? I know you got some Macy Gray in you. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> dance, monkey dance. And I'm sorry. If I fall in love and true, I will be sure that the lady is a friend.